Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Continuation Podcast. For those of you tuning in, this is a podcast on all things basketball, hosted by me, Griffin Butler. Uh, For a little background on me, I'm in my second year at Toronto Metropolitan University studying sport media, and you guessed it, I love me some basketball. I have been obsessed with it since I was a kid, so this is going to be a podcast with my opinions and also some guests that I will have in some other episodes. But for this episode, it's just going to be me, and uh, without further ado, let's dive in. The first topic I'm going to talk about here is going to be uh, the most recent event that took place in basketball, which was the 2023 NBA All-Star Game in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this was something I had some mixed opinions about, so let's dive right in. I'm going to take it day by day, starting with the Saturday events and then move on to the Sunday events, which was the actual All-Star Game. But first on Saturday was the Rising Stars Game. Um, The Rising Stars Game, Team Pau Gasol, his... Pau Gasol was one of the coaches. His team won the four-team tournament. There were four teams in the tournament. Uh, the other coaches were Team uh, Jakeem Noah, Jason Terry, and Deron Williams. Now, this was something, this was an event I actually really enjoyed watching. I thought the young talent was great. I thought the games were really competitive. The All the guys were playing defense. They were putting up some crazy dunks. Everyone was trying really hard because you can tell these guys were trying to prove themselves, right? So uh, what ended up happening, a quick little recap. Team Pau Gasol beat Team Jerome Williams uh, in the first game of the event to send Team Pau to the final. On uh, who dominated in this game, who really stood out to me, and I'm sure who stood out to anybody watching it, was uh, Jose Alvarado of the New York of the New Orleans Pelicans. Now this guy was playing unreal, out of his mind, especially in the first game. He actually played even better in the final. Uh, but in the first game, the NBA did this cool segment where they mic'd up. Uh, some of the guys that were while they were actually playing, and he was one of them, and he ended up scoring 11 points while mic'd up, while he was talking to the guys uh, in the booth, and it was something that I thought was so so cool, and you could really see the talent that this kid had. I mean, oh my God, I've seen clips of him. He's known for his defense and steals in the league, sneaking up on guys, but I, I had no idea his scoring was so elite, and I, I get that he's playing against younger guys. I mean. Team Jerron Williams, uh, they didn't have too much, too much talent, but they still had guys that were in the league, so you got to give them their respect. So I thought he played amazing. The second game of the event, the second semifinal, uh, was Team Jakeem Noah. They beat Team Jason Terry in their first game, and uh, Noah, Team Noah again had a bunch of uh, NBA guys, um, but Team Jason Terry was actually full of G League players and some G League Ignite stars too, which I thought was really cool too because you got to see some of the younger guys, these kids. Mostly, their average age was around 19 years old, except for, I believe, Mac McLung. Um, so it, it was something that was really cool to watch. Uh, in this game, they also mic'd up somebody. They mic'd up Josh Giddy, who's on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he's always he's one of my favorite players, young players in the league, uh, I would say. Uh, just because of his passing, is so elite, his scoring is good. And, and the guy's just got style. I mean, you can't not love him, right? And he was absolutely hilarious on the mic. I believe when I was watching, he had about four, three or four assists. Um, he was doing a great job talking, and, and they were there. I can I give these guys credit. It's pretty hard to uh, to play a game, and that was pretty fast paced. Like I said, while you're on a mic talking to people in the booth, and they're asking you questions. So I thought Josh Giddy and Jose Alvarado did a great job there. Uh, but in this second game, Jakeem Noah they beat Team Terry, Quentin Grimes and Evan Mobley I think were the best for Team Noah. These guys uh, played really, really good. And for those of you that didn't watch, it was one of these games that they uh, they had a target score. So I believe the target score for the semifinals was 40, and the target score for the finals was 25. 
So uh, quite a bit of scoring was going on, and, and it was mainly for uh, Team Null. It was mainly Quentin Grimes and Evan Mobley. But I do want to give a shout-out uh, to Team uh, Jason Terry, the G League team. Oh, my gosh, I was super impressed with these guys. They had Scoot Henderson, who's a top, top prospect, going to be most likely, or already is basically, a lottery pick in next year's uh, draft. They had him, who completely popped off. He was going, He was playing very well. But they also had a Canadian. Shout out to a Canadian because I am Canadian. And for those of you that are listening, most people that are going to be listening to this are Canadian. Uh, we had uh, a player by the name of Leonard Miller who was on this G League Ignite team. And he's actually playing for G League Ignite right now in the G League. And I believe he had uh, six six or eight points in the semifinal. That was up to 40. So pretty decent amount of points for the team. But he uh, he's the 6'11 lefty uh, power forward who is an absolutely unbelievable player. I believe he's out of Thornhill, Ontario, and I was super impressed with him. I really, really hope he makes it into the league, and I believe he will. I think a lot of the guys that were playing in these Rising Stars games, they're there for a reason. They're they're there to get noticed, and they've already been noticed, and that's why they're there, to have a fun time and show up their skills. And I thought Leonard Miller, aside from Scoot Henderson, Scoot was the best on the team for sure. I thought Leonard Miller, uh, as a Canadian, showed up and showed out, and I was super, super impressed with uh with his performance and and you just love to see it canadians going off you love to see it in the final it was team palgasol that won over team noah and funny funny thing in the actual final of uh of this game jose alvarado actually called his game-winning shot for team palgasol he had a game-winning three to uh, reach that target 25 score i believe the final score was 25 to 22 for team palgasol and uh he was mic'd up again it wasn't live mic but he was mic'd up and they, they showed a replay after, and he called his shot to uh, to Donovan Mitchell, who was sitting courtside. He said, I'm going to hit this game-winning shot. And it, the funny thing about Alvarado is he was the only guy out of this entire Rising Stars game, except for, of course, the guys in the on the G League team, uh, to not get drafted. He was the only guy to not get drafted, and he ended up hitting the game-winning shot and winning MVP of the entire Rising Stars game. So shout-out to him. That is something that's that was amazing. I thought this event was really really well done for the nba it really showcased their young guns their young stars and it was just entertaining to watch it was good basketball these guys were going hard right like they weren't letting up i feel like they weren't going 100 percent, but they were definitely going 85 90 percent. so it, it's something that i really enjoyed and i thought the all-star game nailed right on the head um moving on um also on that saturday night were the challenges right we had our skills comp three-point contest and dunk contest uh now i'm not going to spend too much time on this because I do have some mixed opinions. We'll start off with the the most exciting of the three events, which was the three-point contest. We had uh, Damian Lillard winning, which was amazing for him. Guy played, guy did amazing. I mean, he was gunning it from the beginning. Uh, he won. He beat Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton in the final. Now, of the contestants, this was actually a pretty starstruck lineup, um, kind of more so than other years, but I feel like the NBA three-point contest is always pretty stacked. Uh, like I said, Damian Lillard was there, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and then they had guys like Jason Tatum, Lori Markkinen, and then some lesser names like Kevin Herter and Anthony Simmons uh, on Portland. But it was uh, it was a great event, right? Like You love to see stars getting in these events, showing their skills, and uh, showing what they can do, because at the end of the day, these are the guys that are leading the league and three-point percentage. So like I said, uh, Dame won. He was favored to win the event. Him and Buddy Heald were both favored uh, with 
betting odds of plus 425, which is not 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 too great, but they were still favored compared to anyone else in the field. Uh, Dame won with a score of 26. He beat Buddy Heald by 1-3. His last shot at the end beat Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald had scored 25, and Dame had to hit his last shot, and he did. So that was really exciting to watch for me. And for those of you that don't know, uh, new in the dunk contest in 2020, they added the do zone uh, three-point ball, which a normal three, a normal uh, brown basketball is just one point. The money balls are worth two points. And then this three-point uh, do ball, which like this green ball, which is about, I want to say like 35 feet back, but it's about five feet back from the normal three-point line. So it's a deep shot. They're worth three. But like I said, this event was something that was great. It had a, it had a lot of stars. And it, it was really exciting for the fans and for myself to watch. I don't know what you uh, what you guys are thinking, what what whoever may be listening, but I think it was really, really well done. And uh, you want to see the stars in this event. Now, stars in the speaking of stars in the event, this is something I cannot speak to uh, for the skills competition and the dunk contest. We'll start with the skills competition. Uh, this is something I was really disappointed in. I, I really disliked the 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 players that were in it. So I'll tell you, I'll recap it right now. So in the skills comp, it was uh, three uh, teams. There were three teams of three players. Um, They did uh, three events. It was shooting, passing, and team relay. And so the teams in this event, it was was Team Jazz, Team Antetokounmpo's, and Team Rooks. Now, on Team Jazz, Team Jazz ended up winning the whole thing at home, which was good for them, pretty cool. But the players on Team Jazz were Walker Kessler, who's a young seven foot rookie guy's real good i think he's above seven feet actually uh jordan clarkson who's a vet in the league now he's been around for a while very good guard and colin sexton who's still young but he's still a very good guard in the league uh so they ended up winning definitely had the most talent i think out of any of the other teams the next team was team antetokounmpo now ironically enough we've seen this in the past it was Giannis and his it was supposed to be Giannis and his two brothers alex and thanasis though because of Giannis's wrist injury for those of you that don't know Giannis sprained some ligaments in his wrist and he actually only ended up playing a couple minutes in the actual all-star game but he didn't participate in the skills competition so drew holiday his teammate drew holiday who was also an all-star filled in for him and uh i i really didn't didn't like that at all they they ended up not even coming close to winning any of the events i mean they got shut out completely and and it makes sense like alex and thanasis are barely like nba players like i feel like i'm pretty sure alex is in the g league and not even on a two-way contract and thanasis does not get really any minutes on the box with Giannis. uh pretty much garbage minutes although again great players but still they're they're not they're not all-stars it's not what we used to see in the past with these competitions and that's something i'll talk about in a second and then the next team was team rooks the rookies with uh jaden ivy uh on the pistons paulo boncaro on orlando and jabari smith jr who's on Houston Rockets. And now these guys are super talented, super skilled. Uh, they ended up winning the team relay one. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it was Team Jazz that won the team shooting and the team passing, and they ended up taking the competition. But like I said, I just wanted to say one thing about this competition. Uh, the, the NBA skills competition in past years, not most recent past years, but it used to be this thing where if stars weren't in the three-point contest or the dunk contest, the all-stars were in the skills competition. But now, instead, we're getting these guys who, they're, they're getting rising stars, they're getting brothers of these players. These guys aren't even all-stars, and they're getting this this big stage in the skills competition when it's really supposed to be the stars of the game that are showcasing why they're the best in the league. And so that's just something I wanted to say there. I really think the NBA should fix this. I think they should be pushing their stars to compete in these challenges. I mean, I get 
it's a lot it's it's an extra thing to do it's it's added stress and these guys don't need to do it but come on for the fans these they should be in it we shouldn't have to be watching a bunch of uh guys that come off the bench in the skills competition and some guys that aren't even in the league in the skills competition like it, it's just not entertaining to watch and for me watching it i don't know about you listening but it, it really was not fun i didn't enjoy it at all so that's that moving on to the dunk contest this one was a little bit better it was it was it was pretty exciting although it was only exciting because of one uh player and of course that was mac mclung Mac McLung, uh, he was up until a week before the All-Star game. He was in the G League playing for the Philadelphia Sixers farm team. Um, and he, they ended up signing him to a 10-day contract uh, before the All-Star game so that he could participate in the dunk contest because you technically have to be in the NBA to participate. So the contestants in the dunk contest, for those of you that don't know, it was uh, Mac McLung who was repping the Sixers, the Philadelphia 76ers. Kenyon Martin Jr., who was rep- representing the Rockets. And Kenyon, for those of you who don't know, Kenny Martin Jr.'s dad was actually a former number one pick in 2000. So kid's got some some talent in his genes. Um, then it was Trey Murphy III, who's on the Pelicans, and Jericho Sims, who's playing for the New York Knicks. Now, like I said, Mac McLung, he won this one. He was by far the smallest in the competition. Uh, he's only standing at like six, six foot two tall. The other guys are well above six five. Um, and he received a perfect score on three out of his four dunks. The score that wasn't perfect was a 49.8. So this guy showed up and showed out. For those of you that didn't watch, it was amazing. He uh, hit all his dunks on his first try, basically. Um, or he did hit all his dunks on his first try. And it was super exciting. The judges loved it. The fans loved it. As many people said in the media, and as I would agree, he saved the dunk competition. Um, the rest of the dunkers, they, I mean, Kenny Martin Jr. struggled. He brought his dad out, who was a formal number one pick. Again, took him like three tries to get some dunks. After the first or second try, if you're missing, it's it's really a scrap. And I think that's what the NBA uh, All-Star competition has struggled with. Or sorry, rather, the dunk contest has struggled with in the past is when those guys aren't hitting those first dunks. It's really tough to watch. And uh, so that was tough. Trey Murphy, the same. Couldn't really hit his dunks, and they were too plain. And Jericho Sims... I'm going to come back to his dunk later in the show because he had a pretty embarrassing moment. Like I said, all these guys are super talented, but it, it's just so tough, right? Like the, these guys shouldn't be in the dunk contest. It should be the stars. It should be guys like John Moran. It should be guys that are really doing posters and all this stuff in games that, that are stars that we want to watch, right? But shout out to them for doing it. Uh, they they sucked it up. They did a great job. I mean, it, it's tough to go out there. And shout out to Mac McLung. He, he did amazing. Um, and and I think he definitely helped his chance. I hope he helped his chance of making uh, the NBA an actual NBA roster because I think it'd just be cruel just to bring him out to do this show. He he, he put on this show for the fans, and you guys sign him to a 10-day contract, the Philadelphia 76ers, and then they won't even put him on the team. I think this it, it shows what is starting to go wrong or what has been going wrong with the All-Star game and the All-Star competitions. Like, you, we can't have that. At least give the guy a contract after this, so. Uh, once again, shout out to him, Mac McClung, way to go. Um, yeah, so that was it for the skills competition, or for the challenges, rather. Like I said, three-point contest was good. Everything else was was pretty disappointing uh, from, my, from my point of view. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on from that to the actual all-star game. I mean, let's just do a recap. What happened was uh, on the Sunday was the actual all-star game. You had Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Uh, they did something new this year where they actually drafted the teams 
the day of. So they did it an hour before the actual game. I believe the game was at 8.30 p.m. They did the draft at 7.30. Um, team Giannis, Team LeBron, they went back and forth uh, doing their picks. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool format. I mean, uh, for those of you that were watching, after each pick, they got to uh, Team LeBron and Team Giannis pick their guy, and then whoever got picked went and took a picture with a, a child from Utah, just like kind of like it was an actual NBA draft, which was cool. It must have been great for the kids. Um, however, I do think it took way too long. And something that was weird that they did is they picked the reserves first. So they picked the bench players first and then the starters. And I think this was a little bit weird. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't pick the starters first. They're the main event like they're the most talented guys and that's what people want to see first so i feel like a lot of people including myself tuned out when they start picking these random guys like or not random guys i shouldn't say that they're all stars i I, I take that back but they started picking like with the first pick it's what shea gilgos alexander but then you have a bunch of john morant and all these other guys like it it just it seemed wrong it seemed like the order was wrong and even Giannis uh he was thrown off at one point he ended up picking one of the starters when he was supposed to pick one of the reserves like it was just something that was a little bit weird and felt a little off and i'm sure the players uh even felt the same um yeah so for the actual game i watched the whole game and i thought it was uh my mood's not changing i'm so sorry guys i thought it was so boring so lackadaisical i mean other than like a few plays dame lillard hit like a beyond half court shot which was nuts like of course guys got crazy range um there was a few little matchups near the end of the game between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are teammates on the Celtics. They were going back and forth a little bit, so that was really fun to watch, I thought. Um, And a few crazy dunks. John Morant had a 360, a couple 360s. LeBron was doing some dunks. LeBron had some blocks on some guys. Uh, Pascal Siakam, shout out to him, Toronto. He had some lobs from Shea Gilgos Alexander. Um, But, like, other than that, like, there was just a complete disregard for defense. Like, like complete and I understand uh I'm, I'm not being delusional to the fact that these guys aren't supposed to be going even close to like 100 percent. they're not even supposed to go like 85 percent. but in past games like the games have started off slow but then they pick up the defense they start trying near the end there was none of that in this game from what I was watching even near the end I mean uh like it, it was it's supposed to be a time where the stars like it's supposed to be entertaining for the fans this was something that looked like not even like it looked like they go harder in pickup games right like it was something that i really it was really tough to watch and did not look like nba talent on the floor and it's it's tough right because i understand these guys they got seasons they got they got playoff seeds to worry about they got their own no one wants to get injured and it makes total sense but it's I don't know. It's tough to find that fine line, and I think the NBA has to do a better job of that. I mean, for the fans, as a as a diehard NBA fan, this was something that I absolutely hated. And how can you hate watching all the best players on the floor at the same time? Like, how is how is that even possible? But they found a way to do it. So uh, I'm not too sure. But uh, I wanted to compare it to some of the other All Star games. Uh, the final score, I, I should say that first. The final score of this this year's All Star game, 2023. Uh, team Giannis beat Team LeBron. Final score was 184 to 180 to 175. Jason Tatum ended up winning the MVP, and he actually broke the scoring record uh, with 55 points. But again, I, I don't really take that. I take that with a grain of salt because there was no defense, like, at all. Like, no defense at all. So I'm, I'm going to disregard that. And one thing 
I wanted to mention was uh, I was watching one of my favorite shows the day after. Uh, it's called Pardon the Interruption, hosted by Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. For those of you that don't watch it, great show. I'm not giving them free advertisements, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, in all seriousness, they said, they said, guys, these guys, it was embarrassing because these guys, you see videos of them on social media and LA Fitnesses at runs like the Rico Hines runs in LA. And they're going way, way, way harder than they do in these runs than they do in an actual NBA All-Star game that fans are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to see. I think that's something that the league cannot let happen. It can't happen. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to all the people that are spending money. And it's just not fair to the event. I think it ruins uh, the nature of the event. So all in all, NBA All-Star weekend, I thought Rising Stars game was great. I mean, those guys showed up, showed out. Challenges were not bad. I still think they need to work to get more talent back. So they got to get back to that. And again, NBA All-Star game, they got to get back to playing at least 80%. I mean, come on. It's it's too big of an event. It gets too many eyes for it to be like that, for it to be of that nature. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay, moving on, let's jump into our dunk or flunk segment. Uh, Because this is the first episode, I'm going to explain this. Our dunk and flunk segment is we are going to mention uh, one to two maybe events or plays that happened uh, recently in basketball that I think were a dunk, uh, which basically means was great, was awesome, exciting, something that I think needs to be highlighted for sure and, and talked about in the world of basketball, and also some flunks. Uh, that I think are either just silly plays, bad plays, something that was just funny and, and, and just something to make fun of. So without further ado, welcome to Dunks or Flunks. Let's start it off with the Dunks. Uh, for this episode's Dunks, uh, I think definitely, definitely, definitely a dunk was Jose Alvarado, like I mentioned before, calling his game-winning shot in the Rising Stars final uh, before he hit it. I mean, like literally a minute before he hit it, calls it to... Uh, Calls it to Donovan Mitchell, who's sitting courtside. Takes takes a couple steps, jacks it up, and just hits a three to win the game. Ices it. And again, he's the he won the MVP of the entire thing, and he was the only undrafted player in the entire Rising Stars uh, little mini tournament. Our next dunk in the dunker flunk section is, of course, how could I ignore it? It's Mac McLung and his final winning dunk, which he actually did while wearing his old high school uniform. I mean, like I said, this guy impressed everybody, including me, in the entire uh, dunk contest. He was an underdog. I mean, he was favorited, but again, he's 6'2", got drafted, signed a 10-day contract. Like, or sorry, he went undrafted, signed a 10-day contract with Philadelphia. Like, wasn't supposed to be there. Um, and he just performed so well. But definitely his 520 reverse with a pump, with, which was his final dunk, shut the gym down. Okay, now let's move on to our flunks. Uh, our flunks of the NBA All-Star Game, like I said, in the last segment, there were a couple. I was pretty disappointed with most of the, <laughs> with most of the NBA All-Star uh, weekend, with the exception of a few events. Um, but our first flunk is going to be Jericho Sims' uh, That's a 50 uh, dunk that he did. I mean, again, guy's super athletic. He's unbelievable. He's really good in the league. He can fly. He's got a two-way contract with the Knicks and and uh, and the their G League team, and he's re- he's really a great player. But oh my God, he did this dunk, 
it took him forever to set it up. He put this uh, letter um, on the rim, hung it on the rim, and was meant to grab it as he was dunking. But he just did like a normal dunk that he did the, the same time uh, the dunk before, literally the attempt before. And then as he was trying to rip the paper, rip the envelope open that said that's a 50 or that just said 50 to the judges, the whole paper ripped. And the arena was just dead quiet. And it was just really, really awkward to see. Uh, anyway, our next flunk is the, of course, you guys, I've said it the entire episode, the actual NBA All-Star game. I mean, I, like I said, there were moments that I liked. There were moments that I didn't like. Um, I don't have an exact soundbite to show you, but I think the NBA uh, absolutely flunked this event. I think it's something they have to fix, like I said, and they just got to get better at it. Uh, so the entire NBA All-Star game as a whole, to me, was a flunk. Okay, it's time to segue out of uh, the NBA All-Star talk. Uh, let's talk about some other news going on in the world of basketball. Still in the NBA, uh, the Clippers just recently bought out the LA Lakers guard, Russell Westbrook. Uh, as many people know, Westbrook, he's uh, been a veteran in the league for a long time now. Got drafted in OKC, um, has been very talented, has put his mark on the league in many, many ways. Uh, he signed for a prorated minimum veteran contract of $780,000 around there. Um, and I think, I personally think this could be great for the LA Clippers. They already have a very strong team. I mean, I'm looking at my standings right now. The Clippers are about fifth in the West as I'm recording this episode. And they have a great team with Kawhi, Paul George. They just got Bones Highland in another trade before the trade deadline. I mean, this is a team that I would not want to play in the first round or second round of the playoffs. I think they could upset a lot of teams with their defense. And getting Russ is definitely going to help with their scoring as well. So I think this could be very scary, uh, scary for the league and, and really good news for the Clippers. So great signing by them. Uh, in other news, in WNBA, uh, Brittany Griner just recently re-signed with the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, she signed to a one-year deal of 165000 uh, This is her. This is going to be her 13th year with the team. And uh, they also they happened to draft her number one in 2013. So she's been with them her entire time in the WNBA. So that's great news for her. Um, in international basketball news, the FIBA 2023 World Cup qualifying is resuming uh, this coming week. Um, the beginning of March, uh, with the European qualifiers coming to an end uh, just near the end of March. So this, this is a great sign. It's, it shows that we're inching closer to those FIBA World Cup, to the FIBA World Cup rather in uh, China that's happening this August. And I'm pumped. I can't I can't wait to see. I don't believe Canada is going to be playing in these uh, qualifiers just yet, but I'm pumped to see how they do with the with the international or with the talent we have now with Shea Gilgis Alexander, Andrew Wiggins. Some of the young guys, like I was talking about, Leonard Miller, who's on G League Ignite. This is super exciting, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup this uh, this coming summer. Okay, before we wrap up this first episode of the Continuation Podcast, um, I'm going to give you guys that are listening some of my parlay boosters. Now, at, what's going to happen at the end of each episode is I'm going to give you guys five picks throughout the week uh, that this uh, that this episode gets released. Uh, for games that you can add to your parlays to boost them and boost the odds uh, so that you guys can win more money in your betting. Okay, without further ado, for my picks, we're going to start on Monday, March 6th. I have the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans beating Sacramento. Moving on to Tuesday, March 7th, 
I'm taking OKC over Golden State. OKC, of course, being the Oklahoma City Thunder. Moving on to Wednesday, Mar- Wednesday, March 8th, I'm taking the Washington Wizards over the Atlanta Hawks. On Thursday, March 9th, I'm taking Detroit Pistons over the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, my last pick for the week, Friday, March 10th, I'm taking the Miami Heat over the Cleveland Cavaliers. So those are my parlay boosters uh, for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this first ever episode of the Continuation Podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope all of you have a wonderful day and keep on hooping. Take care.